Euzu billahi mineşşeytanirracim. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Elhamdülillahi rabbil alamin. Ve salatu ve selamu ala seyyidina Muhammedin ve ala alihi ve sahbihi ecmaîn. Allahumme allimna ma yanfa'una ve anfa'na bima allamtena ve zidna ilmen nafi'a. Allahumme arinal hakka hakkan varzukna ittiba'a. Ve arinal batıla batılan varzukna ictinabe. Rabbi şrahli sadri ve yestirli emri. Vahlul uqdeten min lisani yafkahu kavli. Assalamu alaikum ve rahmetullahi ve berekatuh. Welcome to the Reflections on the Risale-i Nur by Bedüz Zaman Said Nursi podcast series. This is Mustafa Tuna. You can listen to the episodes of this series wherever you listen to your podcasts or at the website www.reflections-rn.org. Today, inshallah, we will continue reading the 27th word. We actually finished the first main part of this treatise. We need to read the salawat that comes at the end of it. But then there is an addendum in which Ustad Norsi talks about the primacy, supremacy and significance of the companions of the Prophet The salawat, in a sense, is here to tell us what is it that makes the companions of the Prophet Muhammad the companions, the, the Sahabi. In the Salawat, we see one of Ustad Nursi's definitions, descriptions of the Prophet. So let's read it. Allahumma salli wa sallim ala man tamathala fihi anwaru mahabbatika li jamali sifatika wa asmaika bikawnihi miratan jamiatan li tajalliyati asmaika al husna. ومن تمركز فيه شعاعات محبتك لصنعاتك في مصنوعاتك بكونه أكمل وأبدع مصنوعاتك بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم اللهم صلي وسلم على من تمثل فيه أنوار محبتك لجمال صفاتك وأسمائك بكونه مرآة جامعة لتجليات أسمائك الحسنى ومن تمركز فيه شعاعات محبتك لصنعاتك في مصنوعاتك بكونه أكمل وأبدع مصنوعاتك وصيروراته أنمذج كمالات صنعاتك وفحرستة محاسن نقوشك ومن تظاهر فيه لطائف محبتك ورعبتك لاستحسان صنعاتك بكونه أعلى دلال محاسن صنعاتك وأرفع مستحسنين صوتا في إعلان حسن نقوشك وأبدعهم نعتا لكمال صنعاتك ومن تجمع فيه أقسام محبتك واستحسانك لمحاسن أخلاق مخلوقاتك ولطائف أوصاف مصنوعاتك بكونه جامعا لمحاسن الأخلاق كافة بإحسانك وللطائف الأوصاف قاطبة بفضلك ومن صار مصداقا صادقا ومقياسا فائقا لجميع من ذكرت في فرقانك 
إِنَّكَ تُحِبُّهُمْ مِنَ الْمُحْسِنِينَ وَالصَّابِرِينَ وَالْمُؤْمِنِينَ وَالْمُتَّقِينَ وَالتَّوَّابِينَ وَالْأَوَّابِينَ وَجَمِيعِ الْأَصْنَافِ الَّذِينَ أَحْبَبْتَهُمْ وَشَرَفْتَهُمْ لِمَحَبَّتِكَ فِي فُرْقَانِكَ حَتَّى صَارَ إِمَامَ الْحَبِيبِينَ لَكَ وَالسَّيِّدَ الْمَحْبُوبِينَ لَكَ وَرَعِيسًا أَوَدَّائِكَ وَعَلَى آلِهِ وَأَصْحَابِهِ وَإِحْوَانِهِ أَجْمَعِينَ آمين برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين So let's try to read this section by section and then do the translation too. اللهم صلي وسلم على من تمثل فيه أنوار محبتك لجمال صفاتك وأسمائك O God Send blessings and greetings of peace upon the one on whom the lights of your love for the visible beauty of your attributes and your names are apparent. The Prophet ﷺ, when he was asked by one of his companions, what was the first thing, Ya Rasulullah, that was created? He answered, the light of your, your Prophet, the light of your Prophet, the First thing that God manifested Himself was the light, the nur, the, the illumination of our Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and He is the one who manifests, or on whom the names and attributes of God are manifest at their most perfect, highest level, and in the best possible way. So we talked about this before the one who has beauty and perfection wants to see that beauty and perfection on mirrors and with the eyes of those who can consciously appreciate that beauty so he wants to see it in two ways on mirrors with his own sight and with the sight of those who are capable of appreciating that beauty and perfection our Prophet Muhammad وسلم, his light, that Nur Muhammadi, that Muhammadan light, was the first thing that God created to manifest his names and attributes, his, his, his beauty and perfection. And it is the most perfect manifestation of that beauty and perfection. Beauty and perfection are loved for their own sake. There are other things that we love for something that we expect. But beauty and perfection are loved with no other expectation. They are loved, loved for themselves, for their own sake. So God's love for the beauty and perfection that he has that are manifest in his names and attributes are in turn manifest on our Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So that is the one, that is the one who made the companions, the companions. بِكَوْنِهِ مِرْآتًا جَامِعَةً لِتَجَلِّيَاتِ أَسْمَائِكَ الْحُسْنَ By his created nature, كَوْن, a comprehensive mirror to the manifestation of your beautiful names. The entire cosmos, the entire existence, is a manifestation of God's beautiful names. The reality of 
phenomena is God's beautiful names. Man, here we are talking about any man, a human being. Any human being has the capacity to be a comprehensive mirror to the manifestations of God's beautiful names. That is, some scholars have said that the name that is most apparent on a human being is Al-Jami'ah, the gatherer. Human beings gather all the beautiful names of God as they manifest, but some to a higher degree, some with more perfection. Some mirrors are dirty, and therefore the image on them is blurry, maybe may look ugly. What is being reflected is beautiful, but the reflection may look ugly because of the dirt and blurriness and the low capacity of the mirror to reflect but still everything that is projected on that mirror is going to reflect at various degrees with various degrees of distortion the prophet muhammad وسلم, was the most perfect mirror and the most comprehensive mirror in the sense that he reflected the entire spectrum of light projected onto him with the highest level of perfection. He has the cleanest mirror and therefore he is the most perfect mirror where God's beautiful names are manifest. That is what the companions saw when they looked at him. They witnessed a perfect manifestation of God's perfect beauty. وَمَنْ تَمَرْكَزَ فِيهِ شُعَاعَاتُ مَحَبَّتِكَ لِسَنْعَاتِكَ فِي مَصْنُعَاتِكَ And the one on whom the rays of your love for your art that is in your artifacts are concentrated. Again, beauty and perfection are loved for their own sake and therefore it makes perfect sense for us to believe that God loves his perfection and beauty. He has a love for his perfection and beauty. And of course, here we need to say a holy love. It is not the kind of love that we have. It is not comparable to it. These are metaphors that we have to use in order to be able to talk about the divine. Otherwise, in their ultimate reality, God's names, God's attributes are not comprehensible for us. We are created beings and he is the creator. We are of two different types. We are the image on a movie screen. He is the reality that is being projected onto that screen. The images on the movie screen do not have an understanding of the three-dimensional reality of what is being projected. Uh, some of you may have heard of this uh, story about a dot that lives on a two-dimensional paper. And then they tell her that there is a third dimension and he cannot make sense of it. That is how we are in relation to our Lord. However, we are given intellect and language 
that enables us to talk about him, that enables us to contemplate him, that enables us to acquire some level of knowledge of him, which some Gnostics have said the ultimate point of that understanding is your inability to understand him. That is why we are told not to contemplate God's essence, but to think about, contemplate his works. And on his works, we see the manifestations of his names and attributes. And that is also beautiful. That aside, he, the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, is where that, that love, that holy love is concentrated. He is Habibullah. He is the beloved of God. In him, God has a holy love for his own beauty and perfection because he is the most comprehensive and most beautiful and perfect mirror to God's beauty and perfection. Bikevnihi akmala wa abda'a masnu'atika By his created nature, your most perfect and wonderful artifact. And that is why God's love for his art that is manifest in his artifacts is concentrated, concentrated in his created nature. وَصَيْرُرَاتِهِ أَنْمُذَّجَ كَمَا لَا تِسَنْعَتِكَ وَفِهْرِسْتَتَ مَحَاسِنِ نُقُوشِكَ At the point he reaches, the sampler of the perfections of your art and the index of the beauties of excellence in your embroideries. Sayrura, becoming what he becomes. He is created. He has a created nature. That is the beginning. That's, that's Nur Muhammadi, Muhammad Nur. But that Nur keeps growing and growing and becoming even more beautiful. Of it is created the entire creation. And in it is he, Muhammad وسلم, as a human being in body and flesh who walks the streets of the cities of Mecca and Medina. And to him we send all these prayers and salutations and they are all added, all added to his beauty. The outcomes of the products of those prayers are all added to his beauty. And he has a share in every good deed that every one of his followers in the Ummah do. And he keeps growing and growing. So at the point he reaches the sampler of the perfections of your art and an index to the beauties of excellence in your embroideries. And the word embroidery, nukush or naqsh, Ustad Nursi used in a, in a specific sense. When we talk about the, the manifestations of God's name, let's say Al-Jamil. So the, the name Al-Jamil is manifest on, let's say, all flowers. All flowers have beauty on them. But there is some variations in those beauties. A rose flower is different from a tulip. And each rose flower is different. There is a little bit of difference between even the, the rose flowers of the same species of rose. So those variations 
in the manifestations reflections of God's names are nukush, are embroideries in Ustad Nursi's terminology. At the point he reaches, the sampler of the perfections of your art and the index of the beauties of excellence in your embroideries. That is, he has an index to all the variations of all the beauties that are the reflections of God's beautiful names. من تظاهر فيه لطائف محبتك ورغبتك لاستحسان صنعتك بكونه أعلى دلال محاسن صنعتك وأرفع المستحسنين صوتا في إعلان حسن نقوشك وأبدعه منعة لكمالات صنعتك The one in whom the subtleties of your love and affectionate inclination to beautifying your art appears. The most exalted announcer of the excellent beauties of your art and the one among those who appreciate with the highest voice in proclaiming the excellent beauty of your embroideries and the one who sings the most beautiful praises of the perfections of your artistry. So the Prophet wasallam, as we mentioned before, was beautiful. This is why we have all these poetry and praise from among his companions and the people coming after them who see him in their dreams perhaps or who hear about his beauties. He is, you know, as they say, he was more beautiful than the full moon. He was so beautiful, more beautiful than Yusuf salam, Joseph salam, more handsome than Joseph salam, that his beauty was veiled from, from the people because they wouldn't be able to take it. So his beauty reflects God's love and affectionate inclination for beautifying his art. Just by looking at him, we can see that God, God wants to wills to beautify his art then we can move on from that and look around the entire cosmos and the the world that we live in the trees the beautiful butterflies and birds and fish and the sky and the clouds and we can try to see beauty everywhere he sets up the example for us his presence tells us just witnessing him tells us about the conduct of his Lord. And then once we know the conduct of his Lord, we can then move on from there to other realms, to the material world or inside in ourselves. And we can look for beauty by himself. He is evidence. He is proof rather. He is the proof that God wants to, wills to beautify his creation. He has a love and affectionate inclination for beautifying his creation. And that beautification appears in its best form in him, on him, the Prophet He is not only the most beautiful, but also the one who announces and shows that beauty in the best way the most exalted announcer of the excellent beauties of your art and the one among those who appreciate with the highest voice. There are many out there who appreciate God's beautification, but he has the highest voice, not in a literal sense, but rather we hear his voice through centuries. We hear his voice 
echoing in the minds and hearts of the most beautiful, most perfect Gnostics of history that have come after him. And all the Anbiya, all the prophets before him, they were sensing his coming. They, they knew that he was coming. And in their understanding of the universe, they were seeing it with his nur, with his light. So when we say that his voice is the highest, we don't necessarily mean that he climbed up a hill and was screaming and it, his, his voice overpowered the voice of everybody else. No, that may have been true too. But what we are referring to here is that his voice is the one that is heard across time and space because of the metaphysical power that his voice had with the highest voice in proclaiming the excellent beauty of your embroideries. We talked about what embroidery is, the excellent beauty of your embroideries. Without him, without the message that he brought, without the Quran, we would not be able to look around and see all this beauty because what makes it beautiful is the meaning and overall uh, situation within a higher, larger, bigger reality. The tree that we look at, let's say in the spring, and, and let's say an almond tree in the spring that has these beautiful white flowers, it's really like a bride in white gown. It is beautiful. But, but, if it was not placed in that higher and larger reality, it would become painful. Because we would know that it is transient. All those beautiful flowers will shrivel, rot, and not yield anything other than that rotten, putrefied substance in the end. If, if the materiality of this tree was all that was to it, he tells us that no, this is not all of it. This is just an instrument that carries a higher meaning. And beauty in itself is a meaning. Beauty is, is not a physical thing. Beauty is something that we see on physical things as well as non-physical things. He tells us, look, this is glorifying its Lord. It is pointing to the abiding, everlasting glory and beauty of its Lord. This is just a glimpse of that everlasting, enduring, absolute beauty. Then we can look at the tree as an instance of a higher reality without being pained by the imminent upcoming petrification that's going to follow and the one who sings the most beautiful praises of the perfections of your artistry again he brought us the quran and what is more beautiful than the quran in describing the reality the beauty in the reality of the cre creation and his words his own words were also filtered and selected and beautified and perfected he was jawami al-kalim he could say many things with a few words and those words when they came together would really be beautiful and meaningful concise and precise but, but packed packed with meaning and beauty Woman أقسام محبتك واستحسانك لمحاسن أخلاق مخلوقاتك ولطائف أوصاف مصنوعاتك بكونه بكونه جامعا لمحاسن الأخلاق كافة بإحسانك وللطائف 
أو صافي قاطبة بفضلك. And the one in him have gathered the components of your love for and beautification of the beauties in the created characters of your creatures and the subtleties of the properties of your artifacts. By his created nature, the one who gathers all the excellent beauties pertaining to character, thanks to your bestowal and all the subtle properties without exception out of your effluence. His character was the Qur'an. And the Qur'an is the word of God. And in it is everything, everything, wet or dry, that is everything. And everything is a manifestation of God's names and attributes. And therefore, the Qur'an, like a mirror pointed to the entire cosmos, reflects all the manifestations of God's beauty and perfection and majesty. And the character of the Prophet ﷺ was the Qur'an by the authority of our mother Aisha radiallahu anha. That is, in his character was gathered, gathered all the beauty and perfection and majesty that reflects from the manifestation of all of God's names and attributes. Therefore, look at him if you want to see perfect character. Look at him if you are looking for a model to embody, to model for yourself. Look at him if you want to be enamored with the beauty of a person's character and the subtle properties that can be noticed as you observe a person in all his states, acts and states. And that is what the companions looked at. For them, the prophethood of the Prophet ﷺ, once they passed over the threshold of taking the testimony of faith and lifting the veil from before their hearts, from before their, uh, the, the sight of their hearts, from their basira, once they lifted that, it was obvious. One of the Sahabi wanted to kill the Prophet ﷺ. This is of course before he became a Sahabi, before he became a companion. He was carrying a knife on himself and trying to you know, find the best moment to attack and kill the Prophet ﷺ. And the Prophet ﷺ came and put his hand on his heart, put his blessed hand on his heart and as soon as he was blessed with the touch of that hand, his heart was filled with love for the Prophet ﷺ. He passed, he passed the threshold of taking the testimony. And he said that from that moment on, there was nothing more beloved to him in the world than the Prophet ﷺ. So that is what the companions were looking at. It was not a matter of whether or not, it was obvious. All that one needed to do was to lift the veil. And once the veil was lifted, it was obvious. وَمَنْ صَارَ مِسْتَاقًا صَادِقًا وَمِقْيَاسًا فَائِقًا لِجَمِيعِ مَنْ ذَكَرَ فِي فُرْقَانِكَ 
إنك تحبهم من المحسنين والصابرين والمؤمنين والمتقين والتوابين والأوابين وجميع الأصناف الذين أحببتهم وشرفتهم لمحبتك في فركانك حتى صار إمام الحبيبين لك وسيد المحبوبين لك ورئيس أودائك وعلى آله وأصحابه وإخوانه وأجمعين آمين برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين The one who became the voracious confirmation and preeminent measure for all those who are mentioned in your criterion as among those whom you love among the righteous, the patient, the believers, the God-conscious, those who turn to you and those who repent, and for all the various categories of those that you have loved and honored with the love of your criterion, so that he became the imam of your beloveds and the chief of those who are blessed with your ardent love. And blessings and peace be upon his family, his companions and his brothers all together. Amen. Accept from us. O Lord, O God, with your mercy, O the most merciful of the mercy givers. So what is the ultimate goal that any slave of God may want? What is the ultimate goal that we may want? To be loved by God. To be the recipient of his mercy. Because nothing that we can do, nothing that we may want to do, in terms of deeds and actions, is going to get us to ultimate success. That is his paradise, God's paradise, and witnessing his countenance in paradise. Because nothing that we can do will match the amount and value of the blessings that he bestows on us. Therefore, ultimate success is not through our actions. Ultimate success is not the direct outcome result payback of our acts, actions, deeds. Rather, it is putting ourselves in a state and situation in which we become the recipients of his mercy by earning his mercy and love. And of course, that is something to be done through deeds, through acts. Whatever is in our heart, which we hope will become the sound heart that is mentioned in the Quran, Qalb salim so that it becomes the recipient of God's mercy and love. Whatever is there in the heart is something that we will shape and preserve and protect with our deeds and actions. But ultimately, what we want is His love. And who are those that He loves? They are mentioned in the Quran as the righteous, al-mahsinun, those who do good deeds, and the patient, al-sabirun, those who, when calamities hit them, when tribulations hit them, do not complain of God, but complain about the calamities and tribulations to God, find an opportunity in these to get closer to God. Those who are patient when they need to persevere in doing good, in worshipping God, when getting up at night and, and praying the night prayer, or when the circumstances press and there seems to be not much opportunity to continue to worship, doing the utmost to continue to worship and prioritizing God's worship before other things. 
patient, the patient ones, the believers, those who are firm in their faith about God, in their faith of God, and their faith shapes their lives and their characters and their acts and their states and their interactions. The God conscious, Al Muttaqeen, those who fear God, those who have firm faith in God and Therefore, whenever they are moving around the earth, they are conscious of his watchful sight. And therefore, they behave accordingly and not transgress and try to do good deeds, whose fear of God propels them to God. Those who turn to you at Tawabin and those who repent, we are human, we make mistakes, we sin, that is a part of our nature. But whenever we sin, whenever we fall apart from Him in our hearts, we turn back to Him, we go back to Him in a state of repentance, remorse, seeking, seeking His acceptance again. Those who seek Him wherever they are, whatever they have done, however rotten their hearts and, and intellects and minds and acts may be, who, do, who go back to Him, who understand that there is no refuge but Him. And all the various categories of those that you have loved and honored with the love of your criterion. The criterion, of course, all of these are mentioned in the Quran. The criterion, Al-Furqan, is the Quran. All of these are mentioned in the criterion. And those who love the criterion, the Quran, and all the messages that were sent to humanity before that, those who love the measure that enables them to distinguish between right and wrong and beautiful and ugly, the true path and the wrong path, and who choose the true path, the right, the beautiful, over the ugly, the wrong, the misguided. So that, so the Prophet has been a voracious confirmation, a voracious confirmer and preeminent measure for all those who are mentioned in your criterion, the Quran, among these people that you love, and he is the guide for them. He is the one who shows them and proves them what is right and what is wrong. Who is the one who takes them to the true path. He is the one when they are bewildered, they don't know where to go. Who shows them the way, who projects light onto their path so that they know where to go. So that he became the Imam of your beloveds. Muhabbin, and the chief of those who are blessed with your ardent love. He is the Imam. This is like a caravan, and Ustad Nursi uses this image elsewhere. This is like a caravan of the righteous, the believers, the patient, the tawabin, the those who return to God and those who are remorseful before him and who are repentant and the God conscious. The caravan of those who succeed, walking in the in the paths of the future toward the paradise and we want to to run and catch up with them and if you imagine that caravan walking towards success toward him to god toward god and we want to run and catch up with them if you look at that caravan he is the one who is leading the caravan everybody else is following after him those before him and those after him the nba his brothers before him and the saints 
and companions and saints after him. This is the and the, the, and the followers of the earlier Anbiya, of course. This is the caravan, and he is the one who is leading the caravan, so that he became their Imam. And blessings and peace be upon him and his family and his companions and his brothers all together without exception. Amin. With your mercy, O oh, the most merciful of the mercy givers. Not, not from us. It is all from you. MashaAllah, we finished the salawat, but I can see that we have uh, covered quite a time. So my intent was to go over the salawat and then um, move on to the addendum of the 27th word. But it seems that it will make more sense to keep the salawat on its own. And, and inshallah, we will begin doing the addendum the next time we do the 27th word. Subhanaka la ilma lana illa ma'allamtana innaka anta al-alimul hakim wa akhir da'wahum an alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin al-fatiha